dumb movies when we do our movie episodes um and this one is no exception i'm joe i'm angela i'm mad shannon is not here she's still sick and uh aaron has skated and uh he recommended this movie and it's like he should have done for the perfume episode <laughs> he's not here <laughs> <laughs> now he doesn't have to defend his life choices uh guys we watched Barb and Star, what the hell's the whole title? Is it, is it Vista Del Mar? Vista Del Mar. Um He told us it was a musical, and I only remember what, like one musical number in the show. Uh, they break that I in mean, the song and dance a few times. I don't know if that counts as a musical number, but a few times? I only remember it one time. When they're when they go to Vista Del Mar's Hotel. And then the guy, the guy breaks out in the song when he's doing a couple things twice. Yeah, Jamie Dornan has his own musical oh, number yeah. a couple of times, and he when he's dancing gaily in the on the beach. Yep. Yeah. And then there was, I think there was one. And then other there was time. a second one. There was a second one with Jamie Dornan when he's all upset. It's an angry one. I thought there was another one where somebody else. Start singing. I don't remember though. Well, I'm actually a big Jamie Dornan fan. Not because I've ever watched a Fifty Shades movie. I really, 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 really loved the show he was on called The Fall, where he played a mm, bad guy, mm, Doctor Evil. Uh, <laughs> it was a. I can't say how much I like that show. It's so good. Um. Jillian Anderson and Jamie Dornan headlining oh, a show. We know, all know how much you love Jillian Anderson. She's good on the show too. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's fun to see him do comedy because he's always like. I imagine he lives half of his life very uncomfortable now that he's been Christian Grey because you know there's these older women with. <laughs> Sopping wet panties, throwing themselves. You don't have to be older either. I think he's got some some younger ladies coming up. Shades crew is probably mostly late thirties to to middle age, right? Or even older, yeah. Or even older. Some blue hairs coming at him. I have not seen a single Fifty Shades movie. Me either, and I don't plan to because no, it's not my thing. I mean, I've I read the books and I didn't hate them. I mean, they're not well written or anything, but you know, they're, they're the, fine. They're tripe, like Twilight. Oh, it's Twilight fan fiction, like legit. The stuff or El James or whatever she said. This is Twilight fan fiction, like it is, and it and it is completely. I mean, it, except instead of a vampire, it's a BDSM dumb. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's the only difference. You know, German you dungeon mousy, porn, hell yeah. Oh, you got this mousy, shy, um, barely adult woman who, you know, has low self-esteem and, and doesn't doesn't date or, you know, doesn't have any 
anything. And then she meets this scary, this, this dark brooding man who's a millionaire and, or a billionaire. And, and he's going to lead her down a dark path and everybody's going to warn her against it. But they're soulmates with their obsessive love. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. I don't know if it's that ridiculous. It just came in my pants. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'll devote a couple hours to it every once in a while. But it's, I have absolutely no interest in actually seeing it on screen. I feel like that would be really <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> What if it's done well? I can't imagine it is. <laughs> not, not without an X rating, I mean. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Barb and Star. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> by the same duo who wrote Bridesmaids. Yes. Kristen, Kristen Wiig and the Annie, other chick. Annie Mumolo. Yeah. Um, that one. This movie seemed like it was 75% improv anyways. Mm-hmm. With just them talking to each other. Oh yeah, for sure. And there's something there's something enjoyable about this movie because 20 years ago this movie would never be made because it would have no. it would have had to been filmed on film and you just they would have had to have written a script and the spontaneity involved in the things that they're saying to each other. Um, is only possible because you have like digitals, right? Like you have digital right. cameras and it's all on a fucking hard drive and you don't have to worry about $75,000 of film that day. Right. So that it's, it's fun in that aspect. They're very, uh, it reminds me of like, what if the Gilmore girls both had a head injury? That's who Barbara. <laughs> You know, for the I mean, very... I wouldn't be surprised if that was the pitch. Because that's what it is. They talk fast at each other, but they say the most mind-numbingly dull fucking minutia I, I possibly when, think of. When the film started, I thought this was like an SNL uh, skit movie where they, the one where they are on the radio show and they're like, oh yeah, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. When the, sh- when the movie started, I didn't know I was watching the right one because it started off as this little Asian kid going into a secret spy house. <laughs> Yeah, I got confused with that too. Ridley pay a lady with crazy eyes and Jamie Dornan. I'm like, what is happening? And then it goes to Barb and Star doing one of their patented conversations. And uh, there's furniture sales ladies who don't do anything at work but talk to each other and drink coffee. Yep. And they always, they work together like they're always together. Yeah. Well, apparently they live together, which was really confusing because the part where they're like, oh, well, I, when she's at work, I come in anyway. Right. Yep. They're very codependent. Very much so. Um, they needed, they need something else in their lives than each other for sure. I, I did like their group they go to it's a talking group <laughs> because the, it's it's making fun of the fact that no matter what fucking group you belong to it ends up just being a talking group anyways right <laughs> so it's like they threw the book club out the window and they're like well we're just gonna get beyond the pretense that we're here to talk about a book because we just end up bullshitting about what happened last saturday 
And so they except they have like prescribed <laughs> topics yeah. and it and that chick Phyllis is, is so much fun. Who's the chick who's the raging bitch? Uh she's very fun in a lot of different things. She was in Pitch Perfect, wasn't she? She's in a bunch of stuff. Um Vanessa Bayer. She's right? always really funny. I don't know. I know Phyllis Smith from The Office was in it, and yeah. she was fun. It's Vanessa I, I Bayer. Her. She was on Saturday Night Live, I believe, for a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she was in oh something recently. Oh, that's right. She's on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine as Officer Debbie Fogle. <laughs> Amongst other things, she's, she's the rules were pretty hilarious. Yeah, like she took her hot dog soup because she what'd she do? She talked off topic. Oh, she yeah, was talking she, about her horses. Talked about her horses. <laughs> Freaking Phyllis, man, poor woman. And her name is Phyllis, correct? In real life? Yes, her in real life, her, she's Phyllis Smith. Is her real name? One of the writers of The Office. Uh, no, she was actually a choreographer. Um, I thought she wrote on The Office, too, no? Nope. No. The only actors on The Office that wrote were Toby Flenderson, um, Kelly Kapoor, and Brian. Yeah. It's funny, because the guy who plays... Uh, oh, shit, what's the crazy... I can't believe... I can't, I can't remember his name. Creed Braddon. Creed Braddon. Yeah, his real That's name. His real name. <laughs> he used to be in a band in the 70s or whatever. He's still in a band. Yeah, they do still do. But yeah, band. he was a part of the grassroots. Um. Anyways, uh, Barb and Star. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we keep talking about other stuff? Yeah, so much um, So, like, I watched this movie on my phone as I was walking around doing shit, so... It, it seemed so unimportant to me after that opening scene. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm in for. And I don't think I'm just in the right headspace for this right now. So I didn't really enjoy myself too much. I enjoyed um, seeing Jamie Dornan do comedy. I enjoyed the ridiculousness of the plot. Um, I enjoyed their interplay with each other. These It feels like Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo are like really good friends. I would imagine so. I mean, they definitely give that vibe, and they—I mean—they wrote and directed *Bridesmaids* together. So, did they direct? Brides? No, they didn't direct *Bridesmaids*. Oh, sorry, they wrote *Bridesmaids* together, so they must have some sort of working relationship for some time. Yeah, they must be some sort of writing partners or something. Um, just like. There's, it's just so banal that it's hard to... This is like one of those movies that's kind of hard to talk about. Like, Did you enjoy them breaking out into song like a musical? I did. Um, I, I But as I told my husband when we were watching it, my deepest desire is to is for the world to break out into song and dance around me like a musical. I would love that. That would be amazing to walk into a hotel and all of a sudden there's a musical number happening around you. That would be absolutely incredible. So anytime that happens in a movie, it makes me happy. Okay. 
Um, Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> did you enjoy Barb and Star? I did enjoy Barb and Star. I I thought their chemistry was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed their interactions with uh, with Dornan. I really when when they first do that fishbowl thing, oh, and God. he's like, he's like, did you get the chest with the syrup in it? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we licked all that syrup up and. Did you, did you find the the chest with the three pills in it? Oh, yep, yep. We I took one. You, yep, you, yep. We all took one. <laughs> just... You found your treasure, <laughs> and then they have a freeway in which right they sandwich for all night. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's the only way you do that. You got Jamie Dornan. So he's getting pegged? No. Not necessarily. I mean... It'd be a weird reach around. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe she's tossing... <laughs> I'm not here to judge them. It's her vacation. Right? her vacation. Um, I don't know and what I... the point of them going to the Vista Del Mar ho- motel was for five minutes. I don't... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just a little I, comedic bit. I mean, I guess just to maybe to illustrate their. I don't know. I don't know. To have the There's guy from really no. in there for five minutes. I guess. I, I mean, there really wasn't any reason. Do you need for that. sheets? <laughs> okay. But no pillows. And we don't have any pillows, okay? In the song for the hotel, they even they say they don't change their sheets every day, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, um, and this is all the the whole plot is this, right? The weird albino lady was at this. Kristen Wiig. Del, what? That's Kristen Wiig. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was, but I didn't look it up. Which really puts her acting skills on display because I, if I hadn't looked I had it no up either, it was I would. Wig. Yeah. There were a few moments, especially right in the beginning. I don't know. Uh oh. I, I think that's her. Well, um, Kristen Wiig is an exceptional actress, and it really was on display in this movie. Um, she's way better than Annie Mumolo. Not not to say Annie Mumolo was doing anything wrong or bad, but it, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I just thought that she did way better. Like when she's not talking, uh, running facial expressions and reacting, it, I was watching Kristen Wiig's face to see what she would do. I yeah, know. I do that a lot, though. I, I try to do that. I try to focus on whoever's not talking. Because she, her, you know, she's a good actress, and I had no idea that she was the albino lady. So, Anyways, the albino lady wants revenge on Vista Del Mar because she went there when she was a kid and won the Shrimp Queen and was blasted out of a cannon and landed buck naked on a Walt Disney cruise ship and everyone made fun of her. Yep. So she's going to kill all these people that had nothing to do with it all these years later. Her dad died of a heart attack because they shot her out of a cannon naked or whatever. 
Yeah. And uh, she has these mosquitoes that she's bred to do what again? I forgot. They kill you. They bite you and, and you die. Okay. One bite, one one death. And she's created a receiver that calls the mosquitoes to it. So at the middle of the shrimp festival or whatever the fuck, the clam jam, I don't remember what it is. The names in this movie are really funny. Like, Jamie Dornan's a clam inspector. That's, like, such a dumb <laughs> joke. <laughs> the piano player's name is Dick Cheese. Richard but Cheese. Any, yeah. He sings Isn't, primarily about boobs. Yeah. I'm in this hotel lounge. Right? It's like a soundtrack for A.A. Ron's life. Um, it's like a... Uh, it's a comedy act specific to lounge singing. Sure. It, and it's it's actually called Richard Cheese, is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Dick Cheese. And you know, there's just like a bunch of dipshit jokes in this movie. I don't know that it's like... It's like girl Adam Sandler movie. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I wasn't like rolling around on the floor laughing but you know i definitely chuckled here and there i i i the, found a lot of the movie very charming it's very charming i i did chuckle out loud at one point this is all that this movie got for me was a chuckle when she goes when we were doing it last night and your dong went way <laughs> up in there and it touched my heart <laughs> <laughs> that that got an audible chuckle for me i was like <laughs> Cause she said dong, <laughs> and she's trying to talk romantically. Cause she's a fucking Gilmore girl with a head injury, right? And like this is modern times, right? Yeah, yeah. But they dress like their moms from well, because they're from the Goldbergs. Min- yeah, they're from Minnesota or wherever. That I've never been to Minnesota, but I would beg. It would beg the question. I have. I have recently been to Minnesota. Granted, it was just the airport, but did not see a single culotte. Do women in their 40s dress like this in Minnesota? I didn't see a single culotte. So I think sure. in some small towns they would, yeah, but I don't know for this, sure. This, to me, like they're dressed like how people in their 40s would dress when they were kids. Right. Yeah. So I would agree with that. It's very 80s early 80s like decor and feel and their hairstyle and their their jewelry um it's very doesn't fit in the universe i almost wonder if it's not now that i'm thinking about it i'm always i'm almost wondering whether it's not supposed to take place in present day because their cell phones there wasn't a single cell phone anywhere their cell phones not not I'm sorry. There's not a single smartphone anywhere. Oh. There's a couple of Nokia's, you know, flip phones. Oh, I wonder what you're supposed to take place in. You guys keep talking, I'll find out. So I mean <laughs> I think it's hilarious that, you know, their lies are so their lies to one another are so stupid and somehow both involve turtles. <laughs> I, I don't know. It it's I thought it was a fun, charming little story about two people who are obviously way codependent finding 
something outside of each other to enjoy, you know. Star finds love with Jamie Dornan, and Barb finds fun and adventure. She meets Tommy Bahama, played by Andy Garcia, which was magic. I was um, trying to figure out if there were any other, like, cameos besides uh, uh, Trish. Oh, oh yeah, there's her. Andy Garcia. Yeah. Andy Garcia. Oh my gosh. It's pretty funny. They said Tommy Bahama in the credits is played by Tommy Bahama. Huh. That's hilarious. On IMDb, it says Andy Garcia. Right. It's totally Andy Garcia. Right. But so see right there on IMDb, it says Tommy Bahama as Tommy Bahama. So he, he went uncredited in the movie. That's funny. That is funny. Um, Reba McIntyre. It's definitely Andy Garcia, though. But Reba McIntyre looks good for like a 70 year old woman. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, she does for sure. Um, yeah, that was a, a whole like they made up the story about a woman named Trish who tragically yeah. kills herself. That is a very, very, very long callback. <laughs> and, then, and then this this fictitious woman that they made up on the plane saves their lives. Yeah. Love it's, it. It seemed like they were making up uh, Thelma or Louise or whoever. But, you know, as soon as they mentioned that there wasn't anybody in Hollywood named Trish, I thought I started thinking about it. And I'm like, well, God damn it, they're right. There isn't a single celebrity who goes by the, the name Trish. There's some Patricias. There there's a couple there's a Trisha there's a country star named Trisha, but no Trish. There's <laughs> Trish Stratus. Oh gosh, the the WWE wrestler, that's right. And Trish Van Dever. Who in the hell is that? Some actress from the Changeling in nineteen eighty. Oh well oh. that is so current event and yeah. <laughs> Isn't the chick from Battlestar Galactica, isn't her name Trish or Trisha? I would not know. I've never watched Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, it's Trisha. The best, or the only Battlestar Galactica reference I will ever get is Bears Beats Mm -hmm. Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Well, you gotta figure out why Dwight loves it so much. Mm. Were those the only two cameos, though? Because it seemed like there were people who stepped in the frame well, for like. I a mean, Damon like, Wayans Jr. Damon I don't know Wayans, if you count. He he played an actual cameo. character though. Yeah. yeah, there's no real cameos like you're thinking of. It's like uh, very famous people do these bit parts, like Phyllis Smith and Damon Wayans Jr. and um, who the hell's the the one dude who's in here? I can't remember. Um, man, there's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. I'm looking in the trivia, and Gary the Concierge wears a three-piece suit, and as the daily temperatures were usually over 100 degrees, he would sweat in it. They ultimately decided to hide the sweat stains by drenching the entire suit in water. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. 
imagine that'd be really hot in Florida. I, I assume this was shot in Florida. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Judging by the 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 fact that the crew was predominantly Hispanic, I would imagine that. Because they were all locally sourced. The Tommy Bahama appearance was originally meant to include Panama Jack, and they really wanted Barack Obama to play him. <laughs> Jeez. That would have been fun. That would have been a cameo been for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, the crab really nice. sounds... Oh, the crab? Morgan Freeman was the crab? No, it's Morgan Freeman. No. It, w- it wasn't actually him either. It wasn't? No, just somebody who sounded like him. Oh, dang. No well, props way. to that person. What? Who did the crab? I don't remember now. I thought it sounded, it sounded off. Like- so it, yeah, it, it sounded exactly like him, but I'm like, that, is that really him? It sounds like a little off, so I looked it up. Yeah, the voice certainly sounds like Morgan Freeman, but it's definitely not Morgan Freeman. (laughs) They shot the end water fight in the actual ocean, not a water tank. Oh, that's fun. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What else you want to say about this movie? <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's much more to say about it. I think we can go ahead and rate this bad boy. Unless there's something, Matt, you want to add? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, there's some funny bits. I think uh, somewhere in between you guys, I chuckled at a few scenes and then I outright laughed at like maybe a couple tops. Gotcha. The dong deep inside and touching the heart thing. I'm, I'm going to probably pull that as a drop for us to <laughs> when they uh When it cut to the hand uh, draped over the side of the, the table or whatever they were sleeping on, and then they pan out and it shows them stacked like a sandwich, that made me laugh out loud. I guess that was kind of funny, yeah. Oh, they're a weird Oreo. What happened right after that? Because she like falls off and then it cuts to something else and I remember laughing at that too, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just awkwardness, right? Right. Because he doesn't like get up and leave? Yeah. I think they were like talking to each other like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you spanked me or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> Probably uh, not to Fifty Shades, right? I don't know. Um, I, I'm not lying. I did not give this movie my full attention, and now I'm starting to feel bad for it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I was having some technical issues and certain things happening that were uh, distracting me. Gotcha. Josh Robert Thompson. Okay. It's the gentleman who voiced Morgan. And with the D, the crab. Morgan Freeman. It's hmm. a pretty good impression. Was, indeed. Ah, escaped to prison. 
I drove an old lady around. I drove an old lady <laughs> around and talked. Oh my god, he's white. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, 45-year-old white guy. All right. He voices Morgan Freeman on The Family Guy, so I guess oh, that's it's, funny. Uh... That is funny. All right, so I'm going to get going. I'm going to start kick this pig. Um, I'm going to rate this like a solid six. I think it's a solid six. Solid six. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Matt. For the record, I'd put bri- I'd put bridesmaids at like a seven and a half. Yeah, I'm not um, a big fan of bridesmaids. Oh. I'm gonna give this a five point zero five, but with the stipulation that if I had seen it or see it later in a different mindset with different circumstances and I'm not having technical issues, I would say I'd probably rate it higher. Yeah, if you're with a group of friends and you've all partaken in an edible or something, um, <laughs> I'm sure this movie is funny as hell. I, I have a built-in hallucinogen, so I'm good. You know what I'm saying, though? Just yeah. Something to loosen you up a little bit to have some laughs. I think that would probably... I think their mannerisms and their, everything are pretty funny, but it's not like uh, laugh out loud every minute. Kind I of thought funny. it was, yeah, like the, to me, the height of laughter for me at the very beginning in the movie is when they're talking on the couch and like their whole thing is they talk for two seconds intensely about something, then they take a little break to sip their coffee and then they talk really intensely about another topic. It's like they have this never ending uh, plethora of things to talk about, yet they're still going to like take a little break to sip their coffee, take a breath, and they just unload on each other again. Right. They did that for quite a bit of the movie in you know most of the movie except for the trish thing where they didn't seem to stop to talk at all the whole plane was going nuts or i'm sorry so what would you rate it what would i rate this movie i think this is like a five there's like there's really nothing wrong with this movie but there's like without any um without the right circumstances i don't think this movie really sells like I watched it by myself on my phone. That's probably not the most appropriate way to watch it. Um, if I watched it with Shannon, I'd probably rate it worse because she really wouldn't like this movie. <laughs> uh, like dumb com, like it has to be like just the right type of dumb comedy for her to get on board. And I don't know that she's yeah. on board with Barb and Star because she'll probably look at those two and go, "That's my mother," and then. <laughs> like the way they're dressed. And then it's just gone, right? Yeah. And then she's gone forever. But if I explained to her that these were like, if Lorelai and Rory had head injuries, then she might be on board because that's they're just fast-talking idiots. <laughs> you know, or like, what if Seinfeld was just George and Jerry? Female, yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe they need a Kramer in this to make it better. Uh, and Jamie Dornan... Well, amusing and funny. I don't think quite. Did he seem oddly placed in the movie to you? Uh, yeah, it's. No. What was I his? Because so. I think he was. I think he was uh, like out of place working for what's her face. But what was his his backstory? Like when to explain? And I was like, I don't think that's 
fits the character at all either. So his backstory was that he had a lot of siblings. He was poor, so he started he started he trying to. Yeah, he was homeless. He was sold, trying to sold his own shit to a farmer. <laughs> as fertilizer, he was trying to make money any way he could, and he met the albino woman and started doing odd jobs for her from you know and then and fell in love with her for whatever reason yeah and it, it seemed yeah. weirdly out of place i mean i i'm over here like this woman needs more than a book on how to make somebody think that you love her <laughs> it's oh, not that hard and you are failing bad do you that miss me? Funny. Well, you're not here, and you'll come back. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> a simple, yes. Yes, I do. That's all you need. Right. Somehow she needs a book, though. I did not, I did not, uh, super love her redemption at the end, though. I thought that was dumb. Yeah, I think this was trying to be a feel feel good movie on top of like everything else. Of the love boat or something, right? Just like right. total schlock. Like, of course, this woman's not going to go to prison, despite the fact that she wants to murder everybody. Right? She was about to murder thousands of people who had nothing to do with what her tragic well, past was. You don't know that. It could have been a couple people who were involved. Millions, right? Do, do these can these mosquitoes breed? Right. I don't know. You know, do they spread across the whole country? Is she going to start a plague of epic proportions? Who knows? Who knows? But they're friends now. So that's the movie, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the movie ends. Uh, everyone's friends. And it looks like uh, Jamie Dornan's going to keep plugging Kristen Wiig. Yep. They're in love. Which I guess makes sense. Um... I don't I mean, know. In movie, in movie terms, sure. It, it's it's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. Do you recommend people actually sit down and watch it, though? Uh, I mean, if, if you've got a lot of time on your hands, sure. I don't. I don't. I think it's 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 something you can miss, and you're not going to miss out on anything. So you're saying special. this is this is not must see TV? Definitely not. Okay, Angela, what do you think? I mean. I would say Martin Scorsese probably should not watch this movie. Mm, okay. But if you're just looking for some dumb yucks, feel free. Yeah, I mean, if you're a comedy fan and you like all these people, I think it's probably worth uh, the watch. If you want to see Jamie Dornan do something way different than what you've seen him do so far, it might be worth a watch. Um, I'm not sad I watched it. I guess right now I'm kind of sad I watched it on my phone, but yeah, wait for it for streaming. I don't know that this is worth a movie ticket, right? Mm. Yeah, no. No, definitely not worth a movie ticket. Or six bucks to rent. Aye, I aye. did rent it for six yep. bucks. Same here. But here we go. I feel like I did not... I feel like six bucks was worth the price of the yeah, six bucks is not too high of an entry price, right? It's not too bad. Yeah. I was not going to spend show. 20 on it, for sure. Oh, hell no. no, no, no. I'd buy it for like four ninety nine one day. 
come with the special features. I hear the commentary is pretty funny. But we're at the end of the show, guys. Um, what yeah. did you think of Barb and Star Visit Vista Del Mar? Let us know, moviedummies at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voice message by going to anchor.fm slash moviedummies and clicking leave us a voice message. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Hopefully everybody's doing good up there. Everybody's staying safe. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about more frivolous things. Probably some Captain Soldier Winter Falcons. Right, yep. guys? America, probably. yeah. Right. So, as always, I am Joe. I'm Angela. I'm oh, Matt. And we are the Movie Dummies. Yay! Also, also, bye! Bye! Oh, where's Homer? Why do you talk that way?